0: I have so much to share, but don't worry. I've been editing my sermon. I've been spending a lot of time in talking to the Lord and uh, listening to him, talk back. You know what you have to do to when you're in the presence of the Lord and you want to listen to him, talk back be still and know that I am God I will be exalted in the earth I will be exalted among the heathens so if you can be still it means be quiet to quiet your mind and your spirit and know that he is God and listen to him and that takes time Sometimes we don't like waiting. You know, everybody loves that scripture about that we will mount up with wings as eagles, we shall run and not be weary, we shall walk and not faint. But they forget that very first part about waiting upon the Lord. It says, They that wait upon the Lord. And that's not just talking about when you're in prayers, being still and know that He is God. It's talking about waiting upon God to move. You know, it gives all this beautiful stuff in, in Isaiah 40 about who God is. It starts off by prophesying about John the Baptist, prophesying about Jesus. And then it goes into talking about Jesus feeding his flock and gathering his lambs into his bosom. And then it goes into talking about God as a mighty God. And then it says, and they that wait upon him. See, you've you got to be patient, enduring. And they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. You know, uh, we Americans tend to be a little more impatient than the rest of the world, because we have had things over time to be quicker and quicker for us. I am um, always boasted, if I could, uh, that I was born, 1947, the year the Dead Sea Scrolls were discovered. I also boast that my wife born in 1952 was another year, was a year that another major discovery was made of the Dead Sea Scrolls. So we kind of connect there. And, um, but another another thing is, uh, if you know who Smith Wigglesworth is, was, he passed away in 1947 and I kind of thought, well, maybe I could take up the mantle, you know. Hallelujah! But you know what else was happened in 1947? The radar range was invented. And you know what the radar range is? It's cook them fast, you know. Get it, get it done, get her done, you know. And uh, we Americans like to have it done and have it done quickly. Yesterday is not soon enough. And sometimes uh, waiting upon the Lord isn't something we prefer to do. Especially we don't understand it like it says in Jeremiah. In Jeremiah 3 and 4. It says, it is good for you to wait. And it doesn't just say waiting. It says it is good for you to both wait patiently upon the Lord man it's bad enough we have to wait then it says wait wait patiently so anyway I've been talking to the Lord and listening to the Lord and uh, it's been uh, the most amazing time of my life In two years of ministry at Teen Challenge ministry before that uh and um, 41 years of ministry here. And I got to honestly say, this has been the most exciting time of my life. And a few months ago, I was thinking that, you know, getting old, time to, you know, old soldiers never die, they just fade away. Before I forget, we had a request. Now, so many people didn't hear your reading. That there was a request for that. What, that's in the book of? Acts. The book of Acts. In reading the chapter 2 there. Would you please stand and read it again? Uh, he was pretty loud the last time. It was just that uh, we, didn't, we weren't able to pick it up over uh, many other things that were happening at the same time. Acts 2. A lot of things happening in Acts 2. I like the way it starts because it says, this is that. This is that. Okay. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Job. In the last day, God says, I will Blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Hallelujah. I, I I sometimes I would I think I should learn by now not to put it down so low that it rattles. Hallelujah. I'm gonna to talk to you about what you're you were born for. You know uh, it's funny I I have trouble Mark Twain. I have most people don't can't remember Mark Twain's other name. I have trouble remembering Samuel Clemens' other name. was Mark Twain. I, it's, it's strange. But I'm strange, so that's okay. Mark Strain once said, The two most important days of your life is the day you were born and the day you found out why. Now, if that can come from the mouth of a professed atheist, it is even more true for us. Not that it's more true because an atheist said it, but it is even more true for us, in spite of the fact that an atheist said it. It's a shame that a professed atheist has a handle on a truth greater than we do. The day that you were born and the day you found out why. And I want to tell you why. I want to tell you why you were born. Why God has created you. What we are created for. This is Easter Sunday. My wife is my protector. And she tries very hard to keep me from making mistakes. Uh, She tries as hard as she can. But (laughs) she's... Fails a lot of times. <laughs> um, she this Sunday she says, "You know, you don't have to cry so much." I'm sorry. I this I just preparing this message. I've just wept and wept and wept. Uh, that last song that we sang. It's, it's kind of a hymn, you know, rather than a song. I asked them to, to uh, ask uh, Ryan to, Ryan, <laughs> see, see, I'm already embarrassing myself. Thank you. The, the wives are always protecting us. Chris, to play that, to sing that, if you couldn't sing it, play it. It's called The Man of Sorrows. And um, you know wasn't that beautiful Uh, I've sung that about in the last week probably 50 times it's just beautiful part of the time I would be in the presence of the Lord and I'd be talking to the Lord and he'd just be blessing me to no end and speaking beautiful things to me and and I'd be talking to him and, and uh, I'd be crying and weeping and all manner of things. And um, I have something to say about that. <clears throat> when I was in the Navy in California, we used to watch, we had a TV room when I was going to FT school, fire control technician school. And there were very few people that watched TV except for three times. There were three times during the week that people would, the place would be packed to jam packed. One was Star Trek, and that was when it was first coming out. One was Batman, and I, I couldn't even figure that one out. So. Pow! That made no sense to me. It's like I'd walk in there and say, Are you kidding me? This just makes no sense. And the other one was Kung Fu. If you know what Kung Fu was, it's this Shaolin temple monk who was half English and half Chinese. And he had to flee China. And you're always going back in the past where he was brought up in the Shaolin temple. We break bread every uh, Sunday. And when somebody says, why do you break bread so often? Rather, and sometimes I say to them, well, you know, Jesus says, as often as you do this, you proclaim my death, burial, resurrection, you know. And uh, there's other things. You do this in memory of me. So I share this story with him about the Shaolin where he's a boy. And there's this blind Shaolin temple priest. And he's there. And, uh, he's, in, he's teaching the boy. And he says, It is very much like the grasshopper in the grass over there. You now he's blind. And the boy looks around and he sees this grasshopper in the grass. And the boy says, Oh, Master, how is it that you, being blind, can know, can hear this grasshopper that is in this grass over there? And so the Shalin temple priest says to this the boy Cain, ah, how is it that you cannot? And um, he says, uh, I say oftentimes to people who say, why do you break bread every Sunday? I often say, ah, grasshopper. How is it that you do not? <laughs> and I would say that to you who may not cry this morning. How is it that you do not? I might say also that when I saw Jay and the Americans, or Jay, singing before he sang, and he was my age then, 70. I'm 71 now, but when he was 70, he says, when I say, sing Karamia Mine and my voice cracks, just say, what a pity. So if my emotional reaction to whatever happens bothers you, say, what a pity. I'm going to tell you why you and I were born Colossians 1, 9 through 22. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. Did you know you can do that? You can do that. God wouldn't ask you to do that if you could not do that. Being fruitful in every good work. And increasing in the knowledge of God. You not only can walk worthy of the Lord into all pleasing and, it, and being fruitful, but you can even increase from there. Next verse strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and longsuffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who has delivered us from the powers of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Who is the image of the invisible God? The firstborn, leave it up there. The firstborn, it is talking about Jesus being raised from the dead. He is the firstborn from the dead. He was not the firstborn of anything. He was God. But he was the firstborn of every creature. Next verse, please. For by him were all things created that are in heaven. You know, it's interesting because one of the verses, the scripture, one of the scriptures uses that another uh, group or cult group uses to show that Jesus was not God, was the verse before that says he was the firstborn. And if he was firstborn, then he could not have been God. They don't read this, ex- this verse. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers All things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body of the church who is the beginning of the firstborn from the dead. That in all things he might have the preeminence. Let's go to Revelation 4 now. Revelation four, chapter four, and I was—I told you the verses while well ago. I'll tell you again, maybe you've forgotten. Starting with verse twelve, no, excuse me, verse nine, and when those beasts. Give glory. There's so much before this, but for time constraints, I'm going to just do this. And when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne, who liveth forever and ever. Who is he talking about? Jesus sat on the throne and God, the father. And when those beasts, excuse me, next verse, please. And the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns. This is where the group casting crowns God took their name from. It is something that there's a there's a verse of scripture that uh, Keith Green Keith Green is that my saying right Keith Green used to say sing in one of his songs, and he says that when I'm doing well, help me to never seek a crown for my reward is giving glory to you amen, amen. so it says set upon the throne and worshiped him that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne saying thou art worthy O Lord to receive glory and honor and power for thou hast created all things and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Now let's just leave that up for one more time. You are worthy O Lord to receive glory and honor and power, for you have created all things. All things. You know what "all things" means. Now, God didn't exactly make this chair. Well, not that. Does it, I take this chair. See the chairs interlock, and some of them are get off easy, and some of them don't. But God made this chair, but man made it, but God made everything that that this is made out of, God made it. And it said, according to Colossians, that Jesus made it, for by him and through him and of him were all things made. Please, amen. Amen. Some of you gave me one. Everything that exists, everything that exists in the universe, every star, every planet, every moon, every atom, every electron, God has created. And it says, he has created all things for his pleasure. They are and were. Or you can reverse it and say they were and are. Now, how is this chair created for God's pleasure? How is it? For starters, we're just going to get real here. And this is something that while I was talking to the Lord and waiting on him, I saw. I saw, I was taken out in, I was in the spirit. And I was able to see something. And I don't know if I'd ever thought of this before. Before the Lord, but I did this time. I saw that... Everything that has created, has been created, every atom, by virtue of its existence, by virtue of the fact that it is being there, of its being there, by virtue of the fact of what it is consisting of, it is, in its essence, worshiping God. You understand? Everything God has created, he has created for his glory and honor and for his pleasure. Every atom, by virtue of the fact that it is exists... It is a creation of God and in its existence, by virtue of existing, it is worshiping God. You see, you see what I'm saying? But is it praising the Lord? Well, every blade of grass, every rock, every drop of mineral, every drop of water, every grain of sand... Everything that exists anywhere at any time in its existence, is, by its existence, is proclaiming the glory of God. We are without excuse, it is says in Romans 1, that all of heaven proclaims the glory of God. One time there was a man... His name was George Washington Carver. And he said to God, I want to know everything there is about you. And God says, in your current state of being, you are unable to know that. But I will show you all there is to know about a peanut. (laughs) And all, he wrote volumes. Of books about a peanut. About peanuts. Because there are volumes of knowledge about a simple thing like a peanut. That is one reason I love peanut butter. (laughs) Just one. Everything was created for his pleasure. But there's another element, though, of that. Because, see, you and I were created, we were born, to give pleasure, glory, and honor to the living God. That's what we were created for. The Bible says in, Rome, in uh, Ephesians 2.10, we are his workmanship. That falls under the same category, as far as meaning is concerned, as the word Made. But both words fall from the, come from the word poima, poem poima. We get our English word from the word, the Greek word poima. I'm not making this about, I, I, I learned this in books, okay? This isn't something I'm making up on the cuff. We get our English word poem. We are God's workmanship. We are God's poems. How does God get glory from his poems? How how does a poet get glory for his poems? Well, he reads his poems or he writes his poems and people say, Wow, that's a great poem. Ephesians 3, it talks about As God has an intention that before the the world and before all principalities in heavenly places. He wants to demonstrate his manifold wisdom through the church. Sometimes he says I want to read my poem before the universe. That's you. He says, I want to read my poem. Bring Chris Cleveland. <laughs> Got it right that time. <laughs> Chris Cleveland, so that I can read my poem to the universe. It's a little like King Hazra says, bring Vashti before me. And my friends, so I can show off my queen and her beauty. Basti said, I'm not coming in there so he can show me off. He says, Well, she's out of here. <laughs> Boy, how stupid <laughs> could you be? Can you be? How stupid can you be? You are the first, first queen. I don't know if there are many others. I think there was only one. You are the queen. You're beautiful. And the king thinks so, and he's with all of his friends, and he wants to show you off, and he asks for you to come because he wants to show off how beautiful his queen is to his friends, and you say, no, you're not going to parade me around like that. And so he says, well, okay, exile her. We'll have a beauty contest, which Esther wins. (laughs) We are his poems. We are his beautiful queens. And God wants to show us off. You see, God doesn't get glory out of the atoms in this chair. Except by virtue of the fact that every Adam is proclaiming God is God. But he gets glory out of it because one of his poems sits in it. (laughs) You see, he gets glory by me being grateful that I have a chair to sit in. Do you understand? By me being grateful for everything that I have comes from the living God so are you with me on this or is this just is this just to ABC for you or is this just way out there too far so I was listening and I was listening and I said God there's another song let's see if I can get this right because I've been trying to re-memorize it Harry and I was going over it in the communion or the when we were doing communion George, you were getting in it into it too, I think Rodney. And we used to sing this song. And it goes like this. You alone are worthy, God of power and glory. You alone are worthy of my days. My days. Not praise. My days. You know what that means? My time. You... Then the second verse says... The second part of the course says praise. You alone are worthy God of power and glory. You alone are worthy of my praise. Here's the verses. I will make my life a psalm for you. I will fill my lips from the cup of truth. King of life, I choose to walk your way. You alone are worthy of my days. You alone are worthy, God, of power and glory. You alone are worthy of my days. You alone are worthy, God, of power and glory. You alone are worthy of my praise. If you knock, I'll open wide the door. It's my heart's desire to sup with my lord king of light i turn you not away you alone are worthy of my days you alone are worthy god of power and glory you Alone are worthy of my days. You alone are worthy, God of power and glory. You alone are worthy of my praise. Take these feet to run the the race for you. Take these hands and take this whole heart to king of love what's right no 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 king of love i'm yours at work and play you alone are worthy of my days you alone are worthy god Of power and glory, you alone are worthy of my days. You alone are worthy, God. Of power and glory, you alone are worthy of my praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. A little problem happened God created everything and everything was pure and clean and Adam sinned And do you know the Bible says it not only corrupted mankind but it corrupted his future generations and us too So that you and I could no longer be what God has created us to be. We could not please him. Because we were not worthy to even please the living God. It says in Hebrews 9. That the sin of Adam corrupted not only the whole world, but all the way up to the very throne of God. How do I know that? You got to read. You got to read uh, uh, the ninth chapter of Hebrews, because in the ninth chapter of Hebrews, it talks about before the eighth chapter, it talks about how the the the, the tabernacle that Moses was built was patterned after a tabernacle that was already in heaven. And that in the tabernacle of Moses, the priest would take the blood of goats and calves. And they would sprinkle it on the utensils of worship. Or they would call them the vessels of worship. Because they were filthy. They were sinful. They had been corrupted by the sin of man. Before they could be even used in the tabernacle of Moses to be offered up unto God. But... It says Jesus with his own blood, not by the blood of goats and calves, not only made up a sacrifice for us, but as the priest after the order of Melchizedek, he went into the Holy of Holies. He went into the, temp- to the temple, that is it, when he was raised from the dead. He went into the tabernacle that was in heaven and he sprinkled uh, his own blood on the vessels of worship not having to do it you know every time but for once and for all he would wash the utensils of worship so that all the way up to the throne of God would be cleansed and now all the atoms in the earth not atoms atoms can now praise God again but they had all been corrupted by sin But Jesus even cleansed that. Uh, Is that amazing to you? Oh, hallelujah. I told somebody yesterday, I says, I got about 11 hours of sermon in me. and I'm going to have to do some editing here. I've been really trying awfully hard to edit. But I'm going to close with this. But I do have to do something for somebody. Luke. I mean, uh, Now Luke 24 After the resurrection These two <laughs> These two disciples are walking along And they're so discouraged And they have to They don't know about the resurrection And they think This life is over Life is over for us And Jesus comes walking along And he says what's going on guys Why are you so d- distraught And he says are you a stranger in these parts Do you not know That the, you know, Jesus was crucified. And so Jesus, okay, didn't recognize who he was, goes into the scriptures and he shows, he goes back in the scriptures and shows everywhere back in the scriptures himself. And then uh, they were so moved by his words. At the end, they said, did not his word burn on the inside of me? And so, so they're going along and he made as if he would go further. And they said, here, come come, join us And more. We want to hear more. And we want to see you more. Break bread with us. And they broke bread with him. And when they broke bread with him, here's another reason we do this. When they broke bread with him, their eyes were open and they saw that it was Jesus. Hallelujah. Woo. Hallelujah. <laughs> How is it that you do not grasshopper? (laughs) Uh, Hallelujah. But every seems like. (laughs) Just when I start thinking. I'm a virtuoso. Probably improper use of the word. I don't care. (laughs) Words are lacking anyways. An authority. On finding Jesus in the Old Testament. Just when I think I'm found him, found him, and everywhere, I'll catch a scripture, they're like, where'd that come from? <laughs> and, and then I'll find out that there's just more and more and more and more and more and more and more of Jesus in the Old Testament. And this is one of those places. I haven't heard it before. Maybe you have. But I'm going to share it with you. Jacob wants to go back. And he wants to go back to where his brother lived. But after what he did with his brother, he knows that's not that could be a that could be the last thing he does. (laughs) Then he finds out that his brother is waiting for him to come back, hears of his coming back, and he's got four hundred guys (laughs) so, <laughs> Ready for him now. He's really scared And so he starts saying, god god help me with this and a guy comes along He doesn't know for sure He just thinks it's a guy But he thinks it might be an angel or he thinks it might be God So he starts wrestling with him fighting with him And if they fought all night long one time the guy tried to get away and he wouldn't let him get away, so the guy just put his thumb on his hip and pew, <laughs> broke his leg or something. Just hurt him real, real good. <laughs> the guy kept wrestling. Kept, Jacob kept wrestling him. By the way, the name Jacob means deceitful liar. <laughs> Got that meaning from what he did to his brother. It literally, the literally, I'm not making this up. So he wrestled all night long, and the guy says, I got to go. I will not let you go until you bless me. Now, at this point in time, if I'm Jacob, I'm thinking, a blessing, my, my, uh, a pretty good blessing would be like a thousand soldiers, you know, under my command. So what is this? Okay, uh, I'm going to bless you. And so what does he do? He says, What's your name? He knows what the guy's name, he knows what Jacob's name is. He says, My name is Jacob. He says, Not anymore. Your name is Israel now. Israel, now you can look this up in many books. I'm going to tell you what it means. And I know the meaning. Okay, I am authority on this particular thing. And I know all the other names you might find. It means. Prince of God You know what prince means If you're a prince You are a son of No What is a prince Son of a king So he says that's that's your I would have thought at that No prince (laughs) Okay So he's right. Don't distract me. I'm having enough trouble. Listen. You're doing real good. Thank you. I love you so much. I love you too. Listen, she doesn't mind if I do that. If you're thinking like my my wife said, don't do that to people. I know. I'm sorry, honey. No, that's what she likes. She likes when I sweat. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That. And she, she doesn't mind when all this motion and commotion she makes up here. She likes me because it doesn't bother me. Go for it, gal. Yeah. Make all the noise you want. It's okay with me. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. <laughs> Amen. So he says... I'm going to, this is the blessing you get. Your name, deceitful liar, is now going to be prince of God, Israel. I would have thought at that time, you know, that ain't going to put no food on the table. I'm going to meet my brother. I'm going to need a little more than, you know, oh, wait, hold it. I'm no longer deceitful coward. I am now called Prince of God. <laughs> I imagine that'd go over real well with you, Saul. Yeah, I, got, I got your Prince of God right here. <laughs> so he says, Jacob says, Prince of God? He says, What's your name? <laughs> and he says, <laughs> I might be adding a few things in this here at this time. He says, are you, "Are you kidding me? I just got through saying." Well, first he says, "You have wrestled. You are called prince of God." And it says, "Prince." Read it. It's in. If you want to read it, it's in Isaiah thirty-two, not Isaiah, Genesis thirty-two. And he says, "If you." He says, "You you will be called prince of God because you have wrestled with God and man." Or men, it says. Then he says, what's your name? That's what Jacob says to him. What's your name? And the guy says, wait a minute. Let's back up a minute. You have wrestled with God and men. Oh, okay, I got it now. I just wrestled with God. He names the place Penel. Penuel, if you want to pronounce it the right way. Penuel. You know what Penuel means? Penuel means I have wrestled with God face to face and lived to tell about it. That's what that name means. Face to face with God and lived. Right? That's all he's got to face his brother Esau. Okay. Okay. We're going to leave that story. Now we're going to go to another story. In Genesis 35. In Genesis 35. His second wife. Rachel. The one he labored so hard for. As for a first wife. Rachel. Which means little. You lamb. The word Rachel. Means little. You or you lamb. Lamb. Of God. Last, uh, E L of God means God. E L, God. You Lamb, which means little. You Lamb of God. That's what Rachel means. Anybody in here named Rachel? If you know somebody named Rachel, it means you Lamb of God. You meaning, you know, like E W, rest of it. <laughs> you Lamb of God. The you Lamb of God is having her second child. Not going too well. The nurse reassures her and says, don't worry about this. God has told me that the child's going to (laughs) live. Boy, that's reassuring. (laughs) She's kind of worried about herself at this point. She's going to die. She dies right after the birth. And so what does she say? Okay, now, the prince of God is married to the lamb of God and has a son who she says, I want you to name, I want him called Ben-Oni 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 B-E-N-O-N-I which means son of my sorrow because I'm dying and I'm going to die to give birth to my son and I want him now this is Love of my life, all of my life, I've lived for this woman that I labored. I labored 14 years to get this woman because I love her so much. And she's going to die. And with her dying breath, she says, name him son of my sorrows. And he says to her and the nurse, nurse wife, the midwife, no. No. He shall be called Benjamin, which means son of my right hand. Now, the Lamb of God gives birth to a child, a man child, calls him son of my sorrow. the prince of the king, prince of the king, the son of the king says, no, he shall be called son of my right hand. If that doesn't describe for you the crucifixion and the resurrection, I don't know what the Lamb of God, which takes away the sins of the world, dies for the birth of her son, the son of my sorrow. The son, the, the name of that song that we said is the man of sorrows, because Jesus was the man of sorrows that died for our sins. Hallelujah. Do you see the Old Testament? I have found, I have been spending such time with the Lord. Everything, everything speaks out of, of, that, that testifies to the Lord. Every good, every bad thing, everything I see, God has a lesson to. I'm going to show this story, and then we're, then we go. I know it's, it, it's. I know it's Resurrection Sunday. We all got plans. Just you, this is a forgiveness Sunday, right? You can forgive me. Hallelujah. Get my breath, because I'm going to need it. Glory to you, Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God, Hallelujah. You alone are worthy. I was talking to God I shared this I might have shared a little bit with you I want to share it more with you Because there's so much meaning in this I was speaking to God And I was kind of feeling kind of silly And I said God You know I want to know all about you Now you say Pastor can you, You're going off the deep end here <laughs> Yeah, Probably You know But you know the song They're coming to take me away that was because his dog left him. If, I, if a guy can go be taken away by men in long white coats, I can go because I've been in the presence of the Lord. I'll, I'll take that. So I've been in the presence of the Lord. And just in the last couple of months, it's just been amazing. So it's kind of silly one time. And I said to God, I know. I know you smell things because our prayers are fragrances bottled up in heaven. I think I shared this story one time, but do you taste do you have do you have taste father does Jesus had taste on earth? Did he have like a favorite food did he like? I know they didn 't have Mexican food in Israel, so be kind of hard to have a good favorite food I said God you have a favorite food you have a favorite taste I said do you have a favorite song and I'm not just talking about worship song you know we'd have to go into the 60s to really get the best songs do you have a <laughs> you have a favorite song from the 60s you know and I was being kind of giddy and kind of silly and he's kind of looking at me there you know and I said you have a favorite color? You know you know how you try to make small talk when you're getting to know somebody? I just said, I want to get to know you better. He says, right there in my word, you know. I said, okay, yeah, I know. But I just, I just, I'm just asking, do you have any of those favorite things in your life? One time he says, where are you going with this, Don? And I said, I, I'm not going anywhere. I just wanted to know if there's some things about you that you could share with me that we could get closer with <laughs> I've been raised with Christ and seated with him in heavenly places I believe it so I talk to him okay so he says Don I do uh, <laughs> He says I have a favorite color I have a favorite song I asked him if he had a favorite car I said I like 57 Thunderbirds He says I have a favorite car I have a favorite movie I have a favorite food And I'm like Really? He says yeah Yeah I do I said Well what are they? He says it's you And I just Almost lost it <coughs> because he God it already showed me something I'll share with some of you who haven't heard this yet we're saved by grace <coughs> through faith grace is the Greek word kairos which means favored it says in Ephesians that we have been predestined to be adopted children And then it goes on to say We are accepted In the beloved In the beloved means in Jesus We are accepted And that word accepted Is the Greek word karatou Karatou Means highly favored It's not just favored It's highly favored It's like It's like grace on steroids Somebody said Somebody told me that like grace on steroids which means when God told me God told me this Don you are my favorite I said oh wow Well, wow, that feels pretty good God he says every one of my children are my favorite you are God's favorite <coughs> you are his favorite song I said, what do you mean I'm your favorite song? What do you mean I'm your favorite color? He says, because I have nothing going on in the universe, but my family. You're it. That's why the Lord watcheth and pondereth your goings. And he knows all of your goings. He says, Don, I am watching you every second of the day over you. You're it. I got nothing else going on the side. You're it. But God, I'm going to go more on this. But God, what about glorifying you? You're it. You are what glorifies me. You are what brings me glory. I said, God, I've I've been seeing in your word that I was born to love you. I think there was a song, I was born to love you. I was born to love my God with all my heart, with all my mind, with all my strength, with all my ability, with all of my body. I was born to love my God. I was born to love Jesus. That's what I was created for. And I've told God I want to do that. I want to love you with all my heart. There's one thing, though, I said I can't do. I said, I never can love you as much as you've loved me. Because you gave yourself. One time I said I said to God, I said, God, how much do you love me? And do you know what he said? This is God talking, talking. And I said, how much do you love me? And he said, this much. (coughs) And he pointed at Jesus. He pointed at his son. He says, that's how much I love you. You are bought with a price. The precious blood of Jesus Christ. You are not your own. You belong to Jesus Christ. But I got another thing for you. He belongs to you. Woo. Hallelujah. He belongs to you. Oh my God. I worship you. I said. I I, you know. I kind of. Sometimes I want to dispense with the. The protocol. I want to dispense but coming in his presence with thanksgiving and praise. I want to dispense with coming by the precious blood of Jesus. I want to dispense with all the proper things that you do. And I want to just get down to the nitty gritty. And I want to say, God, I love you. I love you, Lord. I don't. And I said, is it wrong for me to say I don't wor- I don't want to say I worship you. I do worship you. You are worthy you worth, worship means worship. What is God worth to you? He's worth everything to me. He's worth everything. He's worth everything. But I don't say anymore. I worship. I say I love you, God. And it's the same thing. He has shown me that when I say I love you, Lord, I am giving glory to Him. Amen. Hallelujah. If I love the Lord my God with all my heart, you said wait a minute What about giving glory to him on earth when I love the Lord my God with all my heart on earth? I I had a time when I said God, I don't want to leave I didn't have this experience about heaven. I didn't have this experience about saying heaven was so good I didn't even see heaven And even time when I thought about heaven, I said I don't want to go see heaven I don't want to leave you. If I live in a house, God, if you're in the kitchen, I want to be in the kitchen. I don't want to be in the bedroom when you're in the kitchen. I want to be with you all the time. He said, don't you worry about it. You will be. Oh, hallelujah. Is that cool stuff? That's cool. All right. The Psalms 22 describes the crucifixion perfectly. All my bones were out of joint. They gazed upon me as bulls like the bulls of Bashem. They sneered upon me and jeered upon me. They parted my garments. They pierced my hands and my feet. This is Psalm 22. They didn't even know what crucifixion was when, that, when David wrote that. Psalm 23 explains why he was crucified because he was our shepherd. Lord, our shepherd, I shall not want. And Psalm 24 describes the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You know what happened when they crucified Jesus? He bought it all. He paid the whole price. We just sang it over and over again. He paid it all. But another price that he paid that we don't often think about. Is he went and he says he spoiled principalities. According to Colossians, the second chapter, he spoiled principalities and powers and he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Psalm 78 describes the Ark of the Covenant being taken as a symbolic meaning. It doesn't say that, but it's a symbolic meaning of how... G- the Jesus was crucified he, he was taken and he was crucified and the ark of the covenant was taken but when it was brought back it says God smote their hinder parts you know what that means is when Jesus boiled principalities and powers and he made a show of them it's talking about in the resurrection he made a show of them triumphing over the he smote He now this is something I believe but I don't want to argue about it because it doesn't matter to me if you don't agree with me because there's something else that's far more important to me now but I used to believe that, that the whipping, you know <coughs> when they whipped him when Jim Vin Diesel, is that right? Vin, not Jim Vin Diesel the guy that played him in The Passion Caviezel Jim Caviezel Close enough. They plated his back with this steel metal plate and then they plated stuff over it so that it could look like skin being ripped apart. And while he was being whipped, one barb went around and caught his rib and tore it. And he had to to take off for days because he says he never felt such excruciating pain. One barb. His beating the crown dug into his head and then the crucifixion was supposed to be the one of the most horrible deaths you could imagine Mm -hmm. if that's all that happened and I say that's plenty for me I don't think that's all that happened I don't think it's what all I think he went to where sin would go and where sin would go that's kind of my Billy Graham. And would sin, would go. Is hell. And I think he went to hell. Where else, how else could he spoil principalities and powers? How else could he get the keys of death, hell, and the grave, except that he'd go to hell and take them from him? <coughs> Harry, do you need help? You okay? You okay? You all right, Harry? Okay. (laughs) He took the keys of death held in the grave from when he said on the cross, "My God, this is also in Psalm twenty-two. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me?" There's the reason you know why he said that because God had forsaken him, because he was made sin, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God. Why hast thou forsaken me? <coughs> I used to say, he went where sin would go, and that would be hell. He full, paid the full price. But that wasn't hell. Oh, that was hell, alright. But do you know what was hell for Jesus Christ? Not going down to that fiery pit, which was way worse than the crucifixion. But do you know what was hell for Jesus? Was being separated from his father. Oh, yeah. That was hell to him. And that was the worst. That could happen to him. Yeah. And then on the third day. The Holy Spirit came back into him. And that's when he took the keys. That's when he spoiled principality. That's when he took the keys of death. Hell in the grave. And he, was, he went over to where the saints. Were, were kept in, uh, across the great, uh, the great lake. And a great great clarist, and he says, "Come on, boys, we're going." And they go up to heaven, and they know they know their lines. They've been rehearsing them. They know them in heaven. They know them on earth. The angels in heaven—they've got the gates closed. Jesus can't get in. He's risen. And so the boys—they look down and they the boys looked up and says lift up your gates oh ye lift up your gates lift up your heads oh ye gates and be ye lifted up ye everlasting doors and let the king of glory come in and the angels shout back who is this king of glory
1: he's the lord
0: lord Lord mighty in battle he is the lord of hosts he is the king of glory and he shouted again, "Who did you say this king of glory is? He is the Lord. He is Jesus Christ risen from the dead. He is the Lord of lords and King of kings. Lift up your heads, all ye gates! Be lifted up, ye everlasting door, and let him in!" Woo! Hallelujah! Right. Woo!